Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, 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 everyone. We are back here, me, Nick, not we, but me, with another MLB pod for PSO. It is Monday, June the 20th. Um, let's get going. Uh, first off, follow us at PSO Sports 1 on Twitter and Instagram, and then Pointless Sports Opinions everywhere else. And then follow us as well on our website, PointlessSports.com. Find out the latest news, the latest podcast, uh, our blogs, our writings we have. You can see what Chase is doing or Nate. See if Caleb's maybe contributed. So. I'm just going to get jumping straight in here to the MLB, folks, because it's been a while. I got married. I That's pr- that's pretty much it. I've just kind of been slacking a little bit, so trying to get trying to get on it for Big Dog. Big Dog flew in. Big Dog Chasey J flew in flew into St. Louis for my wedding all the way from New York. So, what a guy. Appreciate it, buddy. But I'm just going to start here and and go on the usual thing that I've been harping on and getting on to start the shows is the Yankees, man. The Yankees, man. Um, they are 49-17. and 17. They are in first place by a large number of games, 11 over the Toronto Blue Jays in their division. And I think they have the current frontrunner for the MVP, Aaron Judge, on their team. Um, just, just hear me out. Judge has 25 home runs, 50 ribbies. He's hitting 305. OPS of 1.036 and that lovely OPS plus of 195. Uh, he's staying healthy. That's something we haven't seen him do in what? Well, he did it last year, but dude just doesn't play a lot of games usually. So happy to see it. And the Yankees are back on top of the baseball throne at the moment. They haven't been crowned the, the victor, the Kings, but they look good. 49-17. Woo. That is, that's something to behold. I think they've won almost 75, 75% of their games. Um, and to compliment this dude, Aaron Judge, on that offense, I mean, Gene Carlos Stanton's there producing 14 home runs. DJ LeMahieu's still here. Matt Carpenter signed there recently. He's coming off the bench against righties and playing against righties. I think in Carpenter's first five games, he had six home runs for him. So he's going to be just the lefty specialist against righties. So... Uh, Anthony Rizzo's got 18 home runs. Glaber Torres has a nice bounce back year with 13 home runs, hitting 267. Donaldson, meh, hitting 232, saying stupid shit. And then Joey Gallo has been a dumpster fire. He's hitting 186, striking out 73% or 73 times. He's probably striking out 33 plus percent of the time. But 
Offense is great. It's a very good offense. Probably one of the best in the leagues. And then their pitching staff, their starting rotation is is on, on fire, dude. Led by Nestor Cortez, the man with the mustache. Um, Cortez in his career, I believe the Baltimore Orioles claimed him in the Rule 5 draft. They didn't keep him on whatever roster he was. He came back to the Yankees. Yankees then traded him to the Mariners. Mariners let him walk, and he says, I'm coming back to the Yankees to show him that I can do this. And what? What's he doing? 6-2 and two and 12 starts, a 1.94 ERA. I mean, one of the best pitchers in the league. And he's got a mean, mean mustache, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and he's their ace. And we have Garrett Cole on his team. So, remember that. Nestor Cortez, front runner, maybe, for the Cy Young. I don't know, but he's been very good. Um... James Italian, looking like the guy that he was like in Pittsburgh when he was younger. And then we've got Garrett Cole finally figuring out, it looks like, after, you know, the sticky stuff situation last year. Jordan Montgomery, been in this in this lineup, in this rotation on the roster since uh, 2017. He's putting together a great start to the season. 3-1 and one and 13 starts with a 2.72 ERA. Uh, just run prevention is what this team does really well on top of just smoking the piss out of the ball. Uh, Luis Severino in 12 starts, 3.27 ERA. Good to see Severino bounce back for the injury he had, what, two years ago? He missed all 20 and 19 and 21 for the most part. So uh, good for him. He's finally back. Uh, and then bullpens, you can pick out everyone on a bullpen. They've got, everyone's got a guy, but I'm just going to make special mention of this guy, Clay Holmes. Uh, 4-0, and he's got, in 32 innings pitched, he's let up one run. Got a .280 ERA. So this guy's literally been almost, almost untouchable. He's got it. He's got 18 hits let up in, in 32 innings, but just doesn't let up runs. That's what the whole Yankee staff does. So uh, the Yankees win. The Yankees win. The Yankees win. Sorry, I'm getting on that one. Eh? But running away with that division, everyone. And so moving on. I mean, Toronto. We kind of thought that maybe they would be one of the teams here that. Competed in this division, but it doesn't look like it. 38 and 28, Tampa Bay 36 and 30, and then Boston 36 and 31. Baltimore surprisingly not, not insanely terrible. 30 and 38. I'm surprised by that. But while I'm here, I'm gonna in New York. I'm gonna jump over to the other side. I'm gonna jump over, jump over to the Mets. Mets still winning their division. 44 and 24. They're five and a half up on the Braves and eight up on the Phillies. And the Mets are doing it because they can just hit the ball. Um, a very deep lineup. Uh, Pete Alonso, Jeff McNeil, Francisco Lindor, Marcana, Brandon Nimmo, Starling Marte. I mean, and they have guys that are coming off the bench and doing good things, playing multiple positions like Luis Guillorme and, 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 and then McNeil's doing the same thing, jumping around. So there's lots of guys who can do a lot of things, but Pete Alonso has been great. 19 home runs, 63 RBIs, hitting 280, uh, OPS of 910. I mean, and then Lindor, while he has maybe the average on there, he's hitting 243. Uh, he's driving in runs and being productive and playing great defense. And then if you guys remember Jeff McNeil coming up for this, the first couple of years, dude just hit the ball everywhere. Uh, couldn't stay healthy, but um, he's played in 64 games. And he's got a 326 average. So it, that's Jeff McNeil that I remember when he first came up where he was just slapping the ball everywhere. And But he, he needs to stay healthy, obviously. Um, and then this team's got a good... Rotation at the moment. David Peterson's been holding it down. I think he's a rookie. Uh, Taiwan Walker's been very good for him. 11 starts at 288 ERA. Carlos Carresto on 13 starts at 3.96. Uh, 
and then Chris Bassett with a 4.03. So no one's really blowing anything out of the water. Um, we have Max Scherzer on the IL, that oblique strain. Dude's already making a rehab start. So who saw that one coming? I did, obviously. Max Scherzer, come on. He, he's going to want to pitch. He says, I'm never going to stop. He's going to die on a mound. But he'll be back. And then we got to remember DeGrom's still there, too. So don't forget about him. That's just getting a huge... That's You're picking up a top five pitcher if he can stay healthy. Just because he's coming back from injury, it's like making a trade for a top five pitcher in baseball. So Mets look like they're in good shape. Are the Mets going to Mets? I don't know. That offense looks like it's holding it together. And I'm not worried about the pitching staff. Um, And then Edwin Diaz looking like he's the guy that we saw back in Seattle. So Mets are going to be hard to beat. I will say the Atlanta Braves, a little nipping on their heels. They won 15 in a row. I uh, couldn't believe, or no, I'm sorry. I think it was 14 in a row. I, po- I apologize for saying that. But 38 and 28, or 29, I'm sorry. And I will say they need more out of some guys like a Duvall and a, and a Marcelo Zuna. But, you know, Dansby Swanson has been one of the shining stars on this team. Guys hitting 264, OPS plus of 126, playing great defense. Uh, he's a free agent next year. So... He's playing for his stock. He's playing to get paid, which is good for him. I want to see it. Uh, his double play partner, Ozzy Albies, uh, I think he fractured his foot. He's out for a long time. He's on the 60-day IL. That's a big blow. So we got to kind of see how they're going to rebound from this. They need the Travis Dinos and the Matt Olsons and the Austin Rallies, uh to step up. Ronald Acuna Jr. is back healthy doing his thing. Remember this guy? He's 24. He tore his ACL last year. Braves still won the World Series. So I'm not worried about Ronald Acuna Jr., man. He's he's hitting 279, 377 on base. Already has six home runs and 147 at bats, uh, 128 uh, OPS plus. So, and then I I I, I do want to mention really quick Willison Contreras' little brother William Contreras, 24 year old. He's got 30 games, hitting, hitting 284, 360 on base, and I think he's doing a damn good job with the pitching staff. So. The Contreras bros know how to catch. I like it. It's like uh, it's fun to see this generation of, of of families where they kind of play the same position like the Molinas. Um, so kind of neat. I like that. And and this the staff is good. It is led by Max Fried um, and Kyle Wright, both with 2.9 ERAs. Uh, Fried with a 2.9 and Kyle Wright with a 2.94. Um, they're really holding it down. Uh, Ian Anderson struggled a little bit. Charlie Morton struggling a little bit. He's got a f- over five ERA. And then uh, we've seen Spencer Strider come out of nowhere. He's 23. He's got a 2.45 ERA. Uh, he's starting the bullpen. He's been starting a lot more games. But in 44 innings, he's got 68 strikeouts. That's all he does. So they did wonders for their ball club in their season when they went on a 14-win streak. But right behind them, two and a half games, are the Fighting Phils. Phillies are 36-32. and 32. So, a couple weeks ago, they fired Joe Girardi, old baseball man Joel Girardi. We'll talk about another old baseball guy later in the later in the pod. But um, after they fired him, they won nine in a row, and uh, they've gone on a 15 and three stretch since then. And you know, I like this team a lot. It's led by Bryce Harper. They need more production out of the Nick Castellanoses and the Alec Bohms. I mean, Kyle Schwarber's doing what he's supposed to do is hit a lot of home runs, and Reese Hoskins is playing good ball. Um, but you do need more help surrounding Bryce Harper, who himself is playing injured with that throwing arm. Um, so he exclusively DHs now. 
but you have Bryce Harper on your team. You should be successful. I think they're going to be hopefully fighting for a spot. They need another piece in their in their rotation for sure. They've got Aaron Nolan, Zach Wheeler, but uh, Kyle Gibson, Ranger Suarez, and Zach Eflin all have plus four ERAs. Gibson's got a 4.04, so not terrible. So they're still working on it. And then bullpen's been okay, but Corey Knebel recently got um, taken out of that role as closer because he's been shaky as hell. Sir Anthony Dominguez, though, I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities. So we'll see what happens. Going 15-3 really also helps your season, but starting off so poorly and just kind of being in a tough luck division with the the Braves and the Mets, and then also being in the same um, league as the Dodgers, Padres, Giants, Cardinals, Brewers, that's a lot of teams that have to fight through to win a wild card spot. But we'll see. The Phillies got the money to spend. They don't have a terrible... Terrible amount of prospects, but if if they can find a move to pull the trigger to maybe get one more bad or one more frontline rotation guy, we could see. So, um, I will say there was a bandwagon that I was riding pretty hard to start this season, and that was the LA Angels. Um, I have fallen off their bandwagon very fast, very quickly. Not very quickly. However long a 14-game losing streak is, you know, they started out. Let me see, 27 and 17. And that was May the 24th. So I probably did a podcast right before that. They were 27 and 17. I was like, oh, these guys got pitching finally. They got Mike Trout. They got Shohei Otani. And they still have Mike Trout who's killing it. And they still have Shohei Otani who's pitching well and hitting well. And they still have Taylor Ward who's doing well who is injury prone. But I, I am unimpressed by the surrounding pieces of that lineup. Big money contract Anthony Rendon signed through 2026. They gave him seven years, $245 million. Well, he's going to play in 45 games total this year because he's out for the rest of the year with a, a wrist injury. Played in 58 and 21 and 52 and 20. So this dude hasn't played in more than 58 games uh, in his three years as Angel a season. So that sucks. And then you don't really have any other complimentary offensive pieces. I mean, maybe we can say Jared Walsh, but other than that, it looks tough. And then their starting rotation hasn't been exceptionally great. Uh, Shohei's been good. 11 starts, 3.28 ERA, uh, 77 strikeouts in 16 and third innings. But Michael Lorenzen, not great. 4.15 ERA. Uh, he's got an ERA plus of 95, not great. Patrick Sandoval's been pretty good. 270 ERA and 11 starts. And Syndergaard has been a 3.53 ERA in 10 starts, but... It just looks like they were mismanaged. Joe Madden, um, throughout that losing streak, tried to get this team to, you know, always, they always try to turn around. They fired him. Um, so he's he's out of there. Got replaced by Phil Nevin. Phil Nevin has been 6-7. Six six. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Since the, the firing, they just don't have anyone that jumps off the page besides... Shohei and Trout, and I guess Taylor, Taylor Ward, 
their pitching staff, besides Shohei, obviously, I don't know. It just looks like the Angels are a bad franchise. And I don't know if you guys agree with me on that, but I know that they're bad because throughout the last however many years Trotz played, 2011, 10-plus years, they made the playoffs once. One time in 10 years they made the playoffs, so one time in Mike Trout's tenure. And they got swept in a 3-0. So it's it's pathetic. It's got to be maddening to be a an Angels fan because they had great success in the early 2000s when they won their World Series and won lots of games and Mike Sosha was there. And now it's like they can't find a guy that will be the leader and they can't find consistent players and they can't find these complimentary pieces for Mike Trout and they can't find starting pitching. So... I officially jumped off the Angels bandwagon. This is June the 20th. They're 33 and 36. Fuck them. Forget about them. Just when you go almost a month or three three weeks or just losing 14 in a row is going to sink your season really fast, guys. It's, I think it's more detrimental or it's just got more of a, an effect than winning 14 in a row. Because it's just like, how do we climb out of this hole? Because it's just... The more you lose, the worse you feel. The more you win, you be- the better you feel. So, obviously, you want to trend upwards, not downwards. So, I'm off that bandwagon. Uh, and the Astros look like they're running away with the division anyways. Astros are up by 9.5 games in that division. 41-25. and 25. Texas, underwhelming. Seattle, 29-39. Jeez. I think they were... Guys, they won 90 games last year. And now, maybe going to win 75. So, tough on them. Um... They probably have the, the Rookie of the Year, Julio Rodriguez, on the team. Uh, if you don't know who that is, look him up. Kid's a stud. He's 21. He's going to take the league by storm. So, Mariners, maybe in a couple years. Maybe next year. But uh, I'll stay within I'll stay within the uh, AL. The last one I want to cover and team I'm really kind of interested in is the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, they've gone 13-4 in June. So, they're only a game back of Minnesota. They played a lot less games because of a lot of rainouts. But I just want to say, Jose Ramirez has been awesome. He and Trout and Judge are probably the top three for the MVPs. But Ramirez has 16 home runs, 62 RBIs. He's got 40 extra base hits. Uh, hitting 305, playing good defense. Stealing bases. Man, what, what doesn't he do? Um, but they don't really have that many above-average offensive pieces. We've got Andres Jimenez and Josh Naylor. Stephen Kwan. But he had that crazy hot start. So I don't really know how to feel about this team because their offense is so poor. And, yeah, kind of bothers me. Just just a little tiny bit. But they have a good pitching staff, and they have a solid bullpen. Uh, Emmanuel Classe just got to shout that guy out. 1.59 ERA. Throws 100-mile-per-hour cutters. Go find some Pitching Ninja videos of him. They're fun. He's fun. Um, but Shane Bieber looks like he can still pitch. Maybe not the guy that we thought he was going to be, but he does have a 3 ERA and 13 starts. And then Tristan McKenzie, another young buck in that team. He's 4-5 and five and 11 starts, but he's got a 2.96 ERA in, in, in 70 innings. So hopefully they can keep healthy, stay healthy, and get better results from their offense. Because like I said, I'm not in love with it. It scares me, and that's I think that's gonna reason be the reason they get sunk in that division in in the in the AL in general. Because Minnesota's 38 and 30, solid team, and then the Chicago White Sox are right behind them, 31 and 33. 
but I will say after a 93 games or 93 win season where they they did get bounced in the playoffs first round last year, White Sox are disappointing. 31 and 33. I mean, Jose Abreu's been Jose Abreu, and Tim Anderson's been hitting for you know average hitting 356 at the moment he's hurt, but I just don't really. And, and Andrew Vaughn, kid they brought up last year, but. And they have a good enough rotation. Dylan Cease, Johnny Cueto, Michael Kopech, all on that team. All started six or more games and all have a, a, a below three ERA. But I I think I'm going to blame the old man in the dugout for this 31-33 and 33 start. And I just don't know how much longer he has as the the manager of this team. Uh, Tony LaRusa is who, the guy, who I'm talking about. He's going to be 78 at the end of the year. And his style of managing, I just don't know if it fits in today's era of baseball. He is definitely one of those gut guys. His gut tells him to do something. Like a a ridiculous example I have is a couple, I don't know, not terribly long ago, they were facing the Dodgers. And I think they had a guy, the Dodgers had someone on second. And whoever was pitching for the White Sox had Trey Turner down 1-2. And Tony fucking LaRusso intentionally walks him. And you're thinking to yourself, what are you doing? Are you trying to be too smart? Are you thinking you're just so goddamn a genius this is going to work out? It's just like, this dude's ahead in the count. Your pitcher's ahead in the count and you're going to make him walk a guy. So, it kind of blew me away when I saw that. And 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 Tony doesn't probably rely on the, the metrics very much. And that's... The White Sox hired him and they knew they were going to get that, but... The dude's too old, and is, is, he's a Hall of Fame manager. He was a manager I watched growing up a ton, but I just don't think he needs to lead a dugout anymore. He's too old, too old school. Uh, I mean, remember that Yerman Mercedes incident last year? We don't hit on 3-0 when we're beating the shit out of people. Uh, too old school, and I just don't know how well he meshes with the players because when Tony La Russa was managing the Cardinals, or just when he was managing teams in the past, if he didn't like you and you had a problem with it, he'd ship you out. You couldn't mouth off to Tony La Russa. He was like a parent from the 50s. If you said anything, he'd whoop you. So I just don't think his managerial expertise are great anymore. I don't think he relies on the metrics, and maybe that is a, a, a good thing about him, but at the same time, it's just tough to watch him try to go out there and and manage a team and think he's the smartest guy out there. But they're only 31 and 33. That's not the strongest division. So maybe he can turn around and I can eat my fucking words come October when they're number one in the division. But I just don't know how long he got left, Tony. And I know people have been calling for your heads. The fan base don't love him either because he just doesn't make sound decisions. But I don't know. What, what do I know? So I will stay in the central divisions. But we're going to jump to the NL. And that team... We're 70-ish games into the season, almost halfway there. That division has two teams in it that are going to vie for a, a playoff spot, the division title, and maybe a wild card. That is the St. Louis Cardinals and the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, I don't want to see that these. I don't want to say these teams are opposites of each other because they're really not. Cardinals have 331 scored and 270 allowed, and then the Brewers have. 299 runs scored and 283 runs allowed. So, but what I'm trying to get at is the Brewers' best asset is run 
uh, prevention because their pitching staff is dynamite. Um, Eric Lauer has been good, and Corbin Burns has been his usual Corbin born self. He won the Cy Young last year. He's going to compete for it again this year. Uh, 2.52 ERA and 13 starts. Uh, 100 strikeouts through 78 and two-thirds innings. So that's insane, people. That guy just strikes everyone out. And um, But they have Brandon Woodruff coming off the IL soon. And nine starts. He had a 4.74 ERA. So we'll see what he looks like when he comes back. He should be coming back here shortly. Uh, Freddie Peralta is on the 60-day IL. But we will see what happens. Maybe they'll trade for another piece. But they have great pitching. Because we got to remember Devin Williams and Josh Hader to shut it down. But their offense, they just need guys to step it up. Uh, Willie Adams had a great year last year. He's hitting right around 200. Christian Yelich, he was an MVP in 18 and 19 for the most part. In 18, he won it. In 19, he was so close and he hurt himself. He's hitting 238. He's got an OPS plus of 97. This guy's falling off a cliff. Uh, and you don't know why. Maybe he's just hurt and he never healed right. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon struggling. They got rid of Lorenzo Cain. They DFA'd him because he was so bad. Claxton moved, though. They let, him, they let him get his 10 years of MLB tenure. And so now this dude's going to retire with a full pension. So good good on the Brewers. I'm sure another team will take a flyer on Lorenzo Cain. Great uh, leader, great player, great teacher. So we'll see what happens. Brewers and the Cardinals start a four-game series tonight. And we'll see who is going to lead the division after that. Because they are tied going into that. But we can talk about the Cardinals. And uh, there are three guys on this offense that I want to talk about. Uh, and mainly one guy who is pretty much the best hitter in baseball right now. His name is Paul Goldschmidt. He's just been hitting the cover off the ball. He had a 24-game hitting streak of the season. He had like a 50-game on base streak. He's got a 1.99 OPS+. plus. I mean, Goldschmidt's having his career year at age 30. He's hitting 344 with a 423 OBP, and his OPS is a 1.047. So just hitting lots of doubles. He's got 22 of them. I think he leads the league in hits. Um, the team did just put Yadi Molina and Tyler O'Neill on the IL. O'Neill was looking good after coming back from an IL stint, um, but unfortunately he's back on there. But this team's still got Nolan Arenado, and it's still got Tommy Edmond. Um, if you guys don't know who Tommy Edmond is, look him up. He's kind of just a super utility guy. Good hitter. Solid hitter, actually. He's got pop. Plays great defense. Speed. Runs the bases really well. He's going to... Guys, I don't think if he keeps it up at the end of the season, I wouldn't be surprised if he got MVP votes. And then the Cardinals also have two pretty good rookies in Juan Yepes and Brandon Donovan. Both dudes that play the outfield. Yepes plays first. And then Brandon Donovan plays every position except pitcher and catcher. So, And Donovan's a good guy to get on base. He's hitting 315 as of tonight. Um, just 23 walks over, 27 strikeouts. That's pretty solid. And then can't forget about Nolan Gorman. Uh, he got called up. Uh, four home runs, 13 RBIs. Still striking out a ton. 30 strikeouts and 86 at-bats. But this team's also got the good pitching staff. Miles Michaelis, Adam Wainwright, and Dakota Hudson, kind of the three-headed guys who started um, they just got Jack Flaherty back. Uh, Steven Matz is trying to come back from injury, as is Jordan Hicks, but he's going to be a bullpen guy. And they've actually put reliever Andre Pallante into the rotation, and he's also been solid. So big thing about this team is the inconsistent offense and then the inability to have metal relief that is reliable. So um, I guess it's a trend that we're seeing out of both of those NL Central teams. 
offense is not consistent and unreliable. So we'll see what happens here. You want to win the division here because if you're the Cardinals or the uh, Brewers, are you going to be able to beat a team out for the second or the third wild card? You just don't know. Um, and the Giants are a lot like that. They're chasing the Padres and the Dodgers in the division. Um, are they going to be able to be one of those teams that they can beat out a team in the second or third wild card? We just don't know. Uh, Padres and Dodgers both have 40 wins, so they're fighting for the top of that division. Padres have some issues not having the best offense, um, and then Manny Machado going down. Just hurt his ankle the other day, so he's out for a couple weeks. And then still no Tatis Jr., because his injury to his wrist is taking forever to heal. And the Dodgers just don't look as potent as an offense as they did in years past. And no Walker Buehler. And just no, you know, Kenley Jansen. Just it's a different Dodgers team because the Turners, the, the, the Muncies, and the Bellingers aren't producing like they once did during this historic Dodgers run. So we'll see what happens. I'm not sure, guys. It's only... What, 70 games in the season? we got a long way to go, but I'll try to get back to you guys every week. We'll try to get you more content. But, you know, if you guys got questions or want to comment and call me stupid, hit us up on anything you see us on, right? So thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a good night.